So let's begin. Rob, w- welcome to Set in the Tone. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to join me. Of course. Thanks for uh, having me. Not a problem. So firstly, Rob, um, congratulations, because as you just said, you've recently become a dad. Um, is this the second child or third This is child? my first one. For me, it's the first one, yeah. First one. So, no, congratulations. How, how was that? Obviously, because you've just recently finished touring the UK, um, and now you're back being a full-time dad for a short time before you come back again. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, actually, right before he was born, Jarrett and I were doing an acoustic tour in the U.S., and um, the uh, like the delivery date for this kid kept sort of kept creeping up like sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to ever make it to the full 40 weeks. So while we were out, I had to leave early from that tour. So we sort of cut it short a couple days early on that. Plus this huge blizzard hit the Northeast and the shows got canceled anyway. So it sort of worked out, but um, I made it home, was home for a few days. So she sort of was like, it was just this prolonged process. Then we ended up having him March 6th. And then what was it like a month after that I came to the UK, we just did the surf the UK tour with lit and the Dolly rods. And then I got home from that and my wife was off of maternity leave. So it was just me and, and his name's Pete, just me and Pete at home all day during the day. And just kind of like really figuring each other out. Um, and then, yeah, about, what is it? Just about two weeks from now where Jared and I are heading back over. You are indeed, yeah. Um, how how did you find obviously coming back over to the UK? Because it was, I think the last time was literally before the world went to pants. Um, literally, I think it was March like 2019. I think I could be wrong. It was, it was February of 2020, actually. So like directly before everything went crazy. So even while we were on the tour, while we were doing those meet and greet stuff, our uh, like before the show, the VIP thing, even like Dave, our tour manager, was like, because no one knew what was going on. He's like, hey. We're not going to, it's not that we don't want to, but we're not going to do hugs and shake hands right now. We're just going to like take pictures and we're not going to be all up on top of each other. He's like, because we can't get sick and go back home. And we didn't know what was happening. So it was already starting to get weird during that tour. Um, and that's when we had Simple Plan out with us. So that was a, that was a, that was a really big tour to like sort of not knowingly end off for a little while with. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, whoever, um, whoever got you and Simple Plan together to tour the UK, like, amazing because we myself and my wife came to the Birmingham show um absolutely fantastic to see obviously two absolute legends of pop punk bands sharing the stage together in the UK I'll tell you I'll tell you who got it together it was literally Jarrett and Pierre oh awesome awesome yeah they were just like we should do this like it's been a long time since the bands have like properly toured together because we've done like like warp tour and, and festivals and things like that together over the years so it was cool to like do like a you know proper tour together and and you know just just be out there it was just the two of us and we had an opening band it's a band that jared used to manage called uh, not your girlfriends and it was a, that tour was awesome it was short too it was like short and sweet like i think we might have did seven cities or something and then just went right back home and then as soon as we got home we played one more show and then the world turned off Crazy, crazy times. Um, as Jared would say, I'm taking a line from here, he's he stopped storming castles. He st- started storming beaches this past year in terms of going to seaside towns in the UK. Um, wh- what was that like? Is that Because for a lot of touring bands, they don't tend to go that far out to the UK to play our coastal cities or towns. They tend to stay to the major cities and towns. What was that like? Was that a different experience or just the same? No, it was different. And it was by design that way because even before I was in the band, obviously they've just been coming to the same places. It's always been 
London, Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just Newcastle, whatever else is in the mix there, but just the major cities every now and then, you know, something else in the mix, we do Liverpool or, 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 um, you know, uh, Norwich or you know, things like that, but it's always basically been cities. And, um, so we're like, let's just do something different. Let's just go somewhere we've never gone. Cause it might, might as well see something different. Also the time of year being in the spring, it's like, yeah, let's, let's be by the beach. Why wouldn't we want to do that? And the weather was great the whole entire time. These are all really cool cities. A lot of them are like these super old places. A lot of stuff in England is one place we played in uh, Margate. There's this poster up there from when the Beatles played there in like 1963, which is literally, it was like as, and right before they were blowing up. So it was really cool to like, be there like being in a dressing room where it's like oh this is where the Beatles were hanging out before their show so it was definitely a different experience in places we've never been in towns we've never been in none of us ever really go exploring I even like started taking little short walks around just like seeing stuff because it's scenic we're right by the water you know awesome um, obviously it's a tour that was meant to go ahead last year and might have been the year before last as well but it's finally happened so it was great and obviously you're coming back again um just going to touch on your entry into the band unfortunately back in 20 i think it was i want to say 2016 it felt a long time ago obviously eric departed the band unfortunately and um in steps yourself how how did that conversation start to bring you in because obviously i know you're in pat and pendant who are very good and very successful in their own right and then you've got bottom soup who've been going forever and ever how do you come to join bottom soup in their hour of need Oh, I was pretty much mostly due to being in patent pinning and we've been touring together. Like Bowling for Soup has been taking patent pinning out on tour for over 10 years or more, you know? So we, and and I know that I remember the very first, it was always, it was, we did a couple shows together and then they brought us out on like a full tour. We already sort of acquainted, did this first tour together. And by the end of that first tour, we were all like best buds and just always stayed in touch. Like anytime they were in town, I'd go hang out with them. Anytime we were in town, like Jerry would come out or someone would come out or anytime I was just around, like I used to go to get lunch with Eric all the time. Like whenever I was down in Dallas and we're all just really, really good buddies with each other for years. So they weren't like when it was actually in 2017, they need someone to fill in. And it wasn't like they didn't want to just be like, cause they could, they could just hire whoever they could hire a freaking Mm -hmm you know, name it, you know what I mean? Just name the guy and they'll, they'll get him. But it's more about being, having a friend out, like more as someone, you know, and someone, you know, you can travel with and some, and uh, someone who likes the same things and, and is into the same things as the same sort of personality. So it was more about just, they were just like, we want a friend out here. And I used to always get up and play a bunch of songs with them anyway, on our tours together. I'd always play guitar or some drums or something and like sing with Jared and the whole thing. So they Jarrett and, Gary and Chris just thought it was pretty easy decision to have me come fill in and we did the warp tour and it was a lot of fun. It went better than we all thought. And I took it really seriously going in because I I didn't want to just show up and just play the root notes of everything and just like kind of fumble through and be like, yeah, good enough. I wanted to make sure it sounded like Bowling for Soup that people know and love. So I wanted to like really keep the quality up. So I put in a lot of the hours ahead of time, like practicing by myself at home, like making it sort of, muscle memory like I didn't want to be up there like thinking about what I was playing I wanted to be up there and enjoy the show because that's what they always did they never looked like they were struggling to to remember their songs or play them so it was really important to me that I did the same thing so at the end of that first tour they were just like I mean I had this shared calendar and shows that just sort of keep popping up on there 
And there, and I was like, what's the deal? Like, you guys want me to keep playing these? Or am I like erroneously on the calendar? They're like, no, 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 just, just keep showing up until we know what's going on. I was like, all right. And it was just kind of unspoken for a little while. And then it was like that for a while. <laughs> and then we were in, it was the almost Christmas tour in like 2018 that we did over there. And we were at the uh, Leicester, I think it's the, the town in, uh, at the O2 there. Oh and yeah, Leicester. Yeah, I know who Leicester, you were about. Yeah. yeah. We had the O2 there and it was like literally right before we were about to go on stage and Jared's like, yeah, we wanted to like take you out and talk to you about this, but we're about to play right now. We don't have time for that. Um, do you want to join the band? Like for real? And I was just like, yeah, it was a three second conversation. I'm like, yep. It already feels like I've, I've been here this whole time. Um, everything's going great. It's a band I've always liked. The band I've been friends with for years. So I was like, this is a no brainer and just took the job, so to speak, right then and there <laughs> and finished the tour, went home and that was it awesome you it, it seems so effortlessly as well rob like you you guys have just got such a great chemistry and that's something that as you will be well aware of the guys involved with voice had they've got that great chemistry on stage that great camaraderie that jokey spirit and having a laugh and you fit really well into it and obviously that helps having known them and being on tour of them so that's awesome that you're a part of the bottom suit family hey thanks yeah and that's the that's i think that's like the whole point of it why they didn't just hire some dude who's the best bass player and backup singer in the world they got the second best. <laughs> <laughs> no, join, join first. There's no, there's no second best. Um, <laughs> let's um, let's talk about your um, your first album with Bottom Soup, um, Pop Drunk Snot Bread, which is the eleventh studio album, I believe, following up from yeah. 2016's Drunk Dynasty. Yes. That is a great title, Pop Drunk Snot Bread. When like, when that title got released, I just sat there going, "It's a classic pop punk album title. It's so cool." Yeah. Um, yeah. Ha- whose idea was that? That's fantastic. Uh, it actually sort of broke a little tradition because for a long, a lot of the drunk enough to dance, hangover you don't deserve, and a couple other the you know really big ones were actually named by Chris Bernie, which is because it's something he'd blurt out. Like that's how those titles came up. It was just like he'd be like in the middle of a sentence, you just say this hilarious thing, and and they'd be like, "Yep, that's the name of the next album." This one was sort of like we went and recorded it. We didn't really think about titling it or anything. We, we weren't planning on even making an album. It was just because it was 2020 and there wasn't much to mm-hmm. do. We did like a live stream show that went really well, but it's like that wasn't enough for us. We needed to be around each other more. Because unlike a lot of bands, we actually enjoy each other's company. We text each other every day. We're all the best of friends. So like um, we went into that album and recorded it and didn't really think much about like, what do we name it? Like, I don't even think that discussion happened once while we were making the album. And then it was just like on a text thread and we we're like, yeah, we should probably think about putting this album out soon. What do you think a good name? And it was like right around the time where um, I think like, wasn't it Newfound Glory that did like the pop punk's not dead tour? Yes. It's yeah. been like a popular phrase. There's been like festivals, like not even just with them doing it. There have been like other sort of entities doing like the pop punk's not dead festival. And that's sort of become like this pretty popular phrase in our world because it's like a statement. It's, it's like, like Jared says, pop punk's kind of like hair metal. Like it, it had its 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 time when it was happening. Maybe went away for a little bit, but came back and it's not going anywhere now. Now it's like sort of dug in because the people that are fans of it are, are adults now. They're they're in, you know what I mean. So they're still just carrying yeah. and passing it on to their kids, and it's this really cool thing. So basically, it was sort of it was paying 
homage to that title, but doing what Bowling for Soup does is poking fun a little bit at it, but making it, you know, making light of it. Just, just, so it's really just silly. It just sounds like Pop Punk's not dead. And Jared just like threw it in a group text one day, like, I think this is funny. What do you guys think? And we had like all these different variations of it. We're like, let's not overthink it. That's funny. Let's just make that the album title. And the artwork to me is what completes it yeah it, just everyone having like their own little i don't like the word emoji but it almost seems like a, a caricature or avatar effect yeah that, that's that's exactly right we're sort of like it's cool it's it's um it's just sort of this little, little brand now like it's not like we have new guitar picks being printed up that have those on like those little characters like, it's just a silly little funny character that's like funny to associate with with our album cycle here also one of the things that really struck me was that i think jared said this that there was almost never gonna i wouldn't say never gonna be another bonus soup album but it was like you just said there wasn't necessarily a plan to do an album um, and that really kind of struck me it's like look, a world without a bonus soup album is that is that a possibility and so i'm really happy that you guys have um put together a, a great album it really is it's so so much fun and light-hearted as well as the jokes there but it's almost got like that it's like the fans have grown up from maturity level as well, as well as keeping the fun. Sure, yeah. You got to think of it. It's like, it's not just the band that's aging. It's everybody. So we're all doing it together, right? It's just sort of, we're, we're moving forward together with everybody. So it's not, we're not necessarily writing music for, for fans, but it's like, we know why everyone likes the band. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, just sort of, keeping it going not and again not just to please people and not just to please us like it's it, it's for it's for everybody if you think about it. like we enjoy doing it people enjoy what's there so we're just going to keep doing that 100 percent. and uh, as we've just touched off the jokes are back it's got a great sense of humor it just comes across as like everyone's having fun it seems like everyone really had fun in the studio um I, I, is that just generally what the, the album's about rob that just everyone growing old together and having a laugh or is there other meanings to the album no i don't think there's anything to like really dig into i think it's just just another it's a rock album it's just it's fun mm-hmm. and like you said i'm glad that you it came across that way because it was a whole lot of fun to make we went and got we rented a this big airbnb house in, in the middle of the woods by a lake and the studio was like two miles from there in like the woods in pennsylvania and we just took we took a tour bus up there parked it at the house um had a little van that ran us back and forth to the studio each day is like a mile and a half away we would like grill every night we would you know drink beers and have fun and stuff and watch we watched all these like uh it was during the stanley cup playoffs for the uh, nhl which is the national hockey league i don't know if you guys mm-hmm. care about american sports like that but um, it, the Dallas Stars were in it, and the band being from Dallas is all huge. Fan. I'm not a sports guy; I don't really give a shit. But I actually had genuinely had a lot of fun watching this, the uh, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. It was just so every, each night we had like this nice pattern. We'd like go to the studio and work for whatever it was, eight hours. Go back, grill up some great shit, drink bourbon, watch the <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs games. Get up in the morning, do it all over again for like every day. So it was just and, and at the studio we all had a good time. We had a nice pattern worked out there. Gary would do his, we, we do it sort of different than a lot of bands. Gary doesn't just play everything and then we keep layering. We sort of did like one song a day. So Gary would do the drums, work it all out with our engineer, AJ, and bounce it all off us and everything was very collaborative. And Jared had a lot of these demos already sort of done up. So we all got to like sort of pull them apart. And I even brought a couple in that became songs on the album. And then, um, yeah, then we would do bass, lay some guitars down, Jarrett would sing it, and then we'd go back the next day and do the same thing. So we sort of built the album like that. Had a couple loose ends to tie up after we were done that we just did at um, a studio in Texas and L.A., and then that was it. Album's done. <laughs> awesome. Was there, um, was there any kind of problems, or was everything kind of smooth sailing with making the album? 
Yeah, no, there was really no problems. Like it, it couldn't have been, it was so, everything was so smooth. We just, we showed up, no issues. It was great. Not even like no writer's block. There's no, everything was just really quick and, and, and effortless. And we didn't overthink anything. We we're just like, if we liked it when we heard it, as we were like laying it down, we we're just like, great. That's it. That's the song. No, that's absolutely awesome. Because I know that obviously with the, the world being the way it is, some people have had issues obviously making albums, not being able to get together to do it. And but I suppose we've all got like Zoom or Skype or whatever to kind of remote if that had to be the case anyway. So yeah, but that was the point. We didn't we didn't want to do that. We wanted to actually be with each other and, and make an album and, and just be literally just hang out with each other. Like the, the, some of the best times of making that album wasn't even recording. It was just getting lunch together <laughs> or like like I said, grilling drinking bourbon yeah no do you have um, a favorite track off the album if so why i could be selfish and say getting old sucks because that's one of the ones that i sort of put together and jared put the lyrics to um but uh i just and again this is gonna sound self-serving i like the entire album front to back so i hello anxiety is probably one of my it's currently probably my favorite song on the album yeah agreed that and getting old sucks it's obviously got a special meaning obviously but just how strong of a meaning. I hope people realise how strong that actually is without thinking too deep about it. It's awesome, really yeah. good track. Yeah, 100%. So, obviously, you've just, um, as we said, mentioned played 14 dates, I believe, um, across some places that have never been done before. Um, you've had Lit on the Tour and Dolly Rocks. How, how was that tour overall? Was that a lot, I imagine, a lot of fun? Because um, yeah. the Dolly Rocks have been big fans of Bottom Suits and Friends for a number of years now. Yeah, they've been part of the, the family for quite a long time so it's you know there's you're gonna skip a beat there we all just know each other hang out and have fun um even before i was in bowling for steve i sort of knew the guys in lit didn't really know i didn't know them couldn't call them or anything but and and bowling for suit has sort of had this like past relationship with lit and it'd always be a thing where it's, it was always festivals and it was always bumping into each other here or award show or something and then um it was just like all right it's time we got a tour together so jared asked if they wanted to come out and support the tour and they were all about it and they got out there and it was kind of neat to like sort of like by the end of the first day i was like much more and they're one of my favorite bands they're actually one of the first bands when i was like when i was younger in 1999 it's the first band i bought a ticket to go see <laughs> like on my own wow so, yeah and i've so i've loved them as a band this whole time so it was really neat to like just become friends with them and watch them play every day and actually the, like the second day in on the tour i think we were when we were in scotland I was just like doing what I do and just, I can't sit still. I just like pace around the venue a lot during the day instead of just sitting in a dressing room or a bus. And um, they were like doing their sound check. So I was like, yeah, shit, I'll, I'll, while I'm out here, I'll listen to them play some song. And they're getting all set up. And I mean, they're ready to go and they're all just standing there. And I guess Jeremy, the guitar player, was still out like sightseeing or couldn't get an Uber back in time or something. And Kevin's like, hey, Rob, you know how to play guitar? He's like, if you just like follow what I'm doing, he's like, could you do it just so our sound guy can hear it for our sound check and like just run through a song with us? He had no idea that I'm like this huge lit fan. I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. So I grabbed <laughs> Jeremy's guitar and just like, we just played like three songs together. I didn't even look at them once. I sang all the harmonies and everything. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, how'd you figure <laughs> that out? Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I just, I just went as I, you know, did it as I went. And then obviously later I told them what the deal was and they thought it was hilarious, but they're really sweet guys. We, we keep in touch. Like I, you know, we, we text and it's, they're very, they're, they're a great band. They're awesome live. They're great people. So anybody that, would ever have a second guess about going to see them, just go see them because they're awesome. Have you been surprised by how strong the relationship still is with the fans with Bomb Soup in the UK? Because obviously they've been around a long, long time and people, they're still saying shows, people are still turning up and that relationship seems to be stronger than ever before, I feel. 
Yeah, it's it's the um the last few tours just have been like the biggest ones ever. So um, this one was it wasn't even really all that affected by you know uh, any of the uncertainty about people wanting to show up. So we got we're lucky with that that people just still want to keep coming and <laughs> and and do it and they're very supportive and are always as excited and we so that's why we try and not do the same show every time. Um, I try and like. Cause Jared has me come up with a set list cause he doesn't want to do it. And he knows that I'll actually put like effort into it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, I always try and make sure, I mean, he tweaks it obviously, but I always try and make sure that there's like other songs. In it. We always want to make sure we play the hits, but I always make sure that there's like a little something unexpected in there and, and fun that switches it up. You still get the same show, you know, you're going to see and have the same fun, but you get a couple little different things that switch it up from the last time. So it keeps, hopefully it keeps people wanting to come back and see a different show. Definitely. And um, I couldn't not mention this in this interview that um, this is obviously bonus suits 28th year, I believe as a band. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely crazy. And obviously bonus suit, what I consider to be one of the original pop punk fathers. And um, there's been so many back, like great bands over these Osping, Blink-182, Green Day, the list goes on and on. Good Charlotte, still plan. We could be here all day talking about those alone. Um, what do you think has been the main driving force behind them staying together and just, doing what they do for so, so long. Uh, there's a saying in the band that we stick by and we'll do it until it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, it, and I mean, I think it was about to not be as fun for them anymore. And then they're like, you know what? We, we, when I just did those tours, we were filling in and I'm not talking myself up. This is just something that Jarrett would say to you if you had an interview with him or Gary. And they were just like, man, this is really fun again. So we're just going to keep going. <laughs> so I think that's, that's, uh, that's what it's about. If the, the, when it's the day shows up that we're not having any fun on stage, then we stop doing it. But none of us see that coming anytime soon because it's the greatest, it's the greatest thing we do. And obviously one big milestone that's coming up um, this year, I believe is it's the 20th anniversary of Drunk Enough to Dance, which is absolutely crazy to think that we're hitting such a milestone. Are you yeah. aware if there's any plans to celebrate that? I don't know if there's any plans to maybe do like a reissue or uh, special editions or anything like that at all. Um, I don't honestly, I mean, I'm just full. I really don't know. Uh, I know that. So the, I know the focus this year is just getting back because we're doing a lot of US touring this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the focus is just playing live shows and this new album that we have out. So we don't really take too much attention away from it. But I'm sure there's going to be something done to like sort of honor the 20th anniversary of Drunken Enough to Dance because that that album did a lot for the band, obviously. So I'm sure something will happen, whether it's, I don't, I doubt it's going to be like play the album front to back or something like that, but um, I'm sure there'll be some sort of nod to it. The fact that it's like, all right, here's the 20th year of this album that really did a whole bunch for, for this, for this band. I wish you all the best and hopefully the um, the acoustic tour goes just as well as the live tour in the next, what, two, three weeks. Well, the, the live tour ended up being partially acoustic anyway, so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah how, how is how is gary doing at the moment because obviously that kind of um ended a little bit abruptly because obviously he got rushed into hospital um, yeah. and flew back home sort of on the last stretch there and and it was it's nothing serious but it was it was serious enough that he couldn't be there anymore so he's doing he's doing fine he's doing good, good. i talk to him every day he's he's leveled out but yeah it was what had to happen basically and we yeah. everyone came together and made the show continue which is awesome the members of lit and the dolly rots and the like our promoter the dude from aeg played a song with us like everyone sort of chipped in 
and, and made the show happen still. And everyone was still, I mean, I can't speak for everybody at the shows, but everyone appeared to be and sounded just as happy. Not that they didn't miss Gary and there's a lot of chance for him, but like, you know, get, get better Gary chance. But um, yeah, we still did. We still did the show. We still gave everyone the best show we could. And I think they appreciated that. And we appreciated them for, for not, you know, for just enjoying it. Yeah. No, awesome. I'm glad it went well. Yep. Well, I wish him the best recovery anyway. And I wish awesome. you all the best for your lit one. And um, you catch much. you soon. Thank you very yeah, much. Man. All right. Take care. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye.